and welcome back to Fitness Behind the Filter with me, Hayley Irwin, and welcome back to episode two of Mindset Mondays. I asked over on my Instagram page for inspiration for these podcast episodes. As, as always, I want to make sure that these episodes are as helpful and as beneficial to as many people as I can. So if you have any suggestions for topics for this series, then please do fire them over my way and hopefully I can get some of them answered. Now, this week's episode is thanks to one lovely lady who gave me one of the hardest topics to address, and that is advice for staying focused and motivated when your mental health is, as she put it, shit. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to give you any amazing advice that is going to turn your whole life around, but I think sometimes it's important to be reminded of the basics. But before we get stuck into it, I do want to preface this topic by saying that I can only speak anecdotally. Everyone's version of poor mental health looks radically different and I have absolutely no right to make any blanket statements about how you should or you shouldn't behave when you're struggling. I have, however, been on both sides of the situation. I've struggled deeply and for a long time and also been there on the other side of it, trying to support someone who's in a very dark place. And let me just say that regardless of where you stand on that spectrum, any encounter with poor mental health is really tough. And there is definitely no one size fits all approach to how to deal with it, as everyone is so versatile. However, I think the first way to overcome anything is to think about it in a way of acceptance. Whether you're trying to kid yourself or just those around you that you are a-okay, you'll end up doing yourself more harm than good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you have to bear all to every single person you encounter or equally pretend you're in tip-top form to every single person but I think it is important to let at least one person you're close to in on it. Why? Well, because when you try and let someone else in, you have to explain it. And in turn, this helps you understand things yourself. When you've got a million and one things going around your head, it can actually be really hard to consolidate how you feel. I always use the analogy of trying to explain a word you don't truly understand. You can use it in a sentence, but actually explaining the specific meaning of that word is really difficult. And that's like your toxic thoughts. You can think you know exactly what's going on, but it's not until you try to voice those things that you actually get yourself any closer to comprehending what they mean and subsequently working through them. Because how can you ever try and work through and overcome something that you're not fully aware of and don't understand yourself? We all have so many distractions that we like to label coping mechanisms, but I don't really see how we can call them that when all they do is prevent us understanding what's going on. I mean, something isn't helping us to cope if it's just taking us away from our problems. That is simply just turning your back on it and hoping it will go away. But if you spill a coffee and turn away from it, the coffee's still going to be there just because you can't see it. And the longer you leave it there, the more it's going to stain. And the stronger you step this, uh, bleh, the stronger the stain, the harder it is it is going to be to clean up. You'll realize I use quite a lot of analogies when I talk about mental health because if you're someone who hasn't understood encountered or experienced it yourself it can be really hard to visualize or simply comprehend so here's my way of trying to understand and explain to people who potentially haven't experienced it before so i guess the first thing i'm trying to say when it comes to staying focused and motivated is that you need to accept that your path may look different to normal You need to accept that you have problems, accept that you need to work on them and accept that the focus and motivation will therefore look entirely different at that point. It's okay if you're no longer gymming five times a week because you're using that time to work through what you need to or working out and getting that stain out the carpet. 
just because you're not working on what you're typically used to, e.g. smashing the gym, it doesn't mean you're not working at all. It's important to spend time in your thoughts instead of distracting yourself from them. That isn't failing. It's a necessary part of self-development. So please remember that whilst coping mechanisms can be adopted in terms of getting through the day, they're not coping mechanisms that can be employed long-term because, well, they're not coping mechanisms. They're distractions. And distractions takes you away from acceptance that there is an issue. The next point of call is routine. Morning routines, evening routines, day-to-day routines, whatever you've got going on that keeps you on the straight and narrow, stick to them. It's definitely not as easy as just getting up on time because Lord knows getting out of bed when you're in a rut is difficult, let alone trying to wake up an hour early just so you can get your zen on. But believe me, having structured in a period of time where you feel so out of control will serve you so well. I always encourage my clients to write a list of all the things they do that make them feel good. Routines included in that. If possible, when they are experiencing good moods and doing these things, I ask them to write a journal of how these things have made them feel previously. That way, when you're in a bad place, you can try and relate and remind yourself of all the things that you've done that have got you into a healthier mindset and how you'll feel when you'll complete it. For example, if you've been in a bad place and you've been to the gym or you've um, pulled yourself out of your depression pit by doing some cleaning, etc., writing down how that makes you feel just so that when you're in a bad place and you can't relate to that person, you can do everything you can to bring yourself back into being that human again. I would also add that, again, as difficult as it is, straying from your routine during times of hardship will only lead you into a deeper, darker hole. You'll feel even more out of sorts when you're not completing your norm and you begin your day in a place of self-deprecation, annoyed at yourself for not doing what you previously deemed as the basics, or finishing your day in that way if you're used to a morning re- an evening routine or day-to-day structure. You guys know by now what mine looks like. Well, to be honest, I've been pretty lousy at doing it right now and my head's been a bit of a mess. Why? Because I haven't wanted to face up to my thoughts. I haven't wanted to admit what's going on and I certainly haven't wanted to have some of the conversations that deep down I know I need to. But just a short journaling session later, my head's been screwed on. I've reminded myself of my wants, my needs, my values. I've remembered what I need to achieve and what I want to achieve and where I want to be. And I know what I need to do in order to get there. All of a sudden, my little bubble of chaos has become a lot less chaotic and a lot more clear. Again, I've got those thoughts out of my head, which I feel like I've been addressing because I've been thinking about them and I've made sense of them through writing them down and making a plan. Speaking of journaling, I absolutely love that I've seen so many male influencers talking about journaling recently. The likes of George Osborne, TM Cycles, AJ Morris. I've seen them posting pictures of it on their story and I think it's such a positive movement. Men's mental health is a topic that so many shy away from, whether it's because of an ego thing, a fear of the unknown as they're just simply not used to experiencing them, or just simply attributing emotional turmoil to femininity. But we need to talk about it more. In this fast-paced world, we need to encourage everyone to sit, stop, and reflect. Whether you're a 100-kilo lean bodybuilder or a (laughs) 40-kilo little girl, who knows? But it's important to slow down and bring it back to the basics. What are you grateful for? What have you achieved? What are you living for? We are in such a hectic world of 24-7 grinding that we're never taking a second to appreciate the present moment. We're just preoccupied with the future, what the next goal is and what the next thing is we're to do on the to-do list. But when we don't pause, we crash. 
I'm here with yet another analogy. Sleepy drivers, you know how to drive. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be on the motorway in the first place. But when you don't take a break, you become distraction, your vision blurs, and you ultimately crash trying to take the fastest route to the destination instead of stopping off for a coffee or a hotel break. That's like life more generally. We're so pent up on getting to the destination that we're, that we're never stopping to appreciate the journey and the stops and the views along the way. But ultimately, that leads us to dissatisfaction and taking us longer to get to the damn place in the end. And therefore, similarly to the first point of this podcast, staying focused and motivated is synonymous with slowing down. So don't put so much pressure on yourself to keep speeding off and being, getting to where you want to be in the fastest way possible. Recognize that success and progress with, with success and progress comes reflection, pausing and acceptance. And that is how we overcome mental health hiccups. It's not by taking a magic pill that gets us up and out of bed. It's not about smashing the gym and eating clean as a magic formula. It's about working with what we're experiencing, not against it. Pretending something isn't happening doesn't stop it from being there. Believe me. Now, don't get me wrong. Eating well and working out is paramount when you're in a dark place. Whilst it's not the magic cure and essentially it can be seen as another coping mechanism or distraction, it may not be the thing that changes your life, but it definitely serves a purpose. If you're eating good food, you're going to be feeling better in yourself. If you're stuck in a cycle of sugar highs and dehydration due to high sodium processed foods, that's not going to help how you feel in terms of energy levels and getting out of bed. So as tempting as it is to sack it all off and feel sorry for yourself, order a takeaway, that's not going to help the situation. Therefore, speaking to friends can be great to help. Make gym dates, make Tupperware lunches and walks outside to be part of socializing. I think if one thing that lockdown has taught us is that we can find joy in walking with friends. You may be sick of it by now, but I'm sure at some point, if not still, you've seen it serve an amazing purpose. Prioritize organizing the things that you know that you struggle to motivate to do on your own with those around you. That way you're a hell of a lot more likely to go outside, to go and train or to eat nutritious food. It's all about setting yourself up for success. And for that, we need accountability a lot of the time. It's a lot easier to do the things with others than it is to do them alone. So lean on those around you to encourage yourself to help yourself. You don't need to open up to everyone about your struggles if you don't want to, but making plans that will help yourself is definitely a middle ground between being open and honest with everyone and suffering in silence. So make sure you're doing things to help yourself and not pushing yourself further into that black hole. Assess your actions, assess your thoughts, and assess whether or not these things are helping you getting to where you want to be. And even if you recognize that what you're doing right now isn't serving you or isn't helping you, you may not be able to snap out of it. And like I said, I wish it was that easy, but I fully understand that it's not at all. But as it goes back to that first point, recognizing these things and recognizing what your intentions and your actions are causing or not causing you to do is such a massive part of your progress and ultimately pulling yourself out of it because it links back to that, that situation where, you know, you're accepting that the actions that you aren't, you are going through right now aren't serving you. And when you accept it, instead of denying it, you allow yourself to open up and ultimately work through them. So as I said, you may recognize that what you're doing right now is not serving you and you may not feel like you're strong enough right now to do anything about that. But remember that accepting that and recognizing that and having that thought and being critical of yourself in that way, and that's not self-deprecation critical, it's just critiquing, 
you're helping yourself longer term. Another thing you'll hear me preach often about is self-care. Now, self-care goes way beyond face masks, reading books and lighting candles, but they're all a good place to start. Look after yourself. Look after your environment. And yes, I'm talking to you who's listening this, to this in your depression pit. And again, you'll feel a lot better in yourself if you're working on yourself. Try to journal, do a hair mask and try to fake tan if that's what makes you feel good. Just make sure that you're not allowing this cycle of self-hatred to spiral into making you feel worse and worse and ultimately less and less deserving. Write on your mirror about how beautiful and worthy you are. Start your day with positive affirmations, even if they do make your eyes roll. And write down the things that you're grateful for. Pour as much positivity and good vibes into your world as possible. And yes, you're probably not going to believe them straight away. But the more and more times that you read those happy thoughts and affirmations, the more likely you are to believe them eventually. I've mentioned this before, but what you consume goes far beyond your diet in terms of your physical food you're eating. It's about what's around you. So if you're spending endless time on social media, scrolling, comparing yourself, then please recognize that what you need to do is take a step back from that and look inward. I think, and I have been caught up in this as well, we underestimate how much social media impacts us. We say, no, it doesn't hurt us. No, it doesn't make us sad. No, it doesn't upset us. But how can we say that? Because actually, if we weren't influenced by social media, we would think that we are the smartest, most beautiful, most deserving, most worthy person in the world because we would have no one to compare that to. You think that you are bigger than you should be, uglier than you should be, not as smart as you should be because of how you perceive others, both on social media and more generally in life. So comparison really is the thief of joy. And if you are putting yourself in that position, which is so easy to do when you are in a bad headspace where you just scroll on Instagram and you're constantly absorbing, you're allowing that locus of control to change from being internal to external, which again is getting into that rat race of putting you in a worse and worse spiraling place because you feel so out of control and so hard done by because you feel like you are not in control in a place to, to help anyone or to do anything. So as I said, I know it's hard. I know it's not that simple, but it's a good place to start by turning inward and stop looking for answers elsewhere because you are the only one in control of your life. You are the only person who is able to put yourself in a good headspace. We can't rely on anyone else apart from ourselves. So as difficult as it is, make sure you're prioritizing yourself and doing the things that are allowing you to help yourself. I think one of the key things of this is if you have seeking medical advice and you're taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, don't succumb to the thought of having to drink or having to go out, et cetera, and do drugs, drink, whatever it is that you decide to do, because ultimately you're not helping yourself if you're putting yourself in a position where your medication isn't working. You know, there's so much to be said for how much all of these things can help us, but actually we need to help ourselves. We need to be in control of ourselves. And if we don't allow ourselves to do that, we're never going to get anywhere. So yeah, that is my tip for the day. I hope this has helped someone. If it has, then please share it on your story. 
please send it or tag anyone else who would benefit from it. And I hope if you are listening to this and you are seeking some advice, that you find some comfort in knowing that it will get better. There are options. And I'm proud of you for even making this step to open yourself up to get this help. Sending all of my love.